life on the edge. Hell yeah. Uh, if we sound a little different today. It's because we are completely different people. Because we are shapeshifters. <laughs> I'm actually Ghostface. Um, so I didn't know that's what it was called. I just kept, <laughs> kept calling it like pillar, slasher. <laughs> the caller. The guy, yeah. yeah. Ghostface. She, Tatum says it too. Um, Tatum's such a good like 90s name. It's, yeah. Yeah. I don't know where they came like out of left field with Billy and Stu, but they're terrible. Tatum, yeah. Stuart, Stuart. Sydney's a good name. I like Sydney. Yeah, I was almost named Sydney. If I was going to be a boy, actually. Weird. My grandpa's name was Sydney. Wow. Wow. I just have never met a male Sydney before. He was British. He was born in England in like 1895. Like great grandpa. Sorry. Mm. So I feel like that accounts for that. So I didn't offend your your grandpa. Oh no, he's long dead. Actually, that's the grandpa that I told you died in like a manhole accident. Remember? (gasps) When he was like 24. Oh my God. That's how I'm going to go. He would be so disappointed in me. (laughs) (laughs) But I was, my name is almost Madison or America. Like America Ferreira. Like, uh, yeah, like the Everyone United States Everyone would have said that America. to you all your whole life. You know who you look like? Mm. I already got that a couple times because there's only one Latina on television at the time, and <laughs> yeah. it was America Ferreira. You look like Ugly Betty. Yeah. So this is the Spooky Succubus cast. Rebecca has recently crested the hill known as being 30. Uh, so she's Gross. on the other side of just, like, staring down death and decay. Mm. Uh, just like me. Any of us could go at any time, down a manhole cover or otherwise. <laughs> you never know. Uh, and we are in Boston today in my apartment. Um, Frankie the dog is probably going to make some noise at some point, but she's being pretty good and taking a nap right now. Yeah. And everybody can get over it. Yeah. And dir- written by Kevin Williamson is currently paused on the screen. That's true. We should take a picture. Okay. Okay. I'll try to keep my shit out of the... That's like my garbage table now. It feels weird because we're talking like we're on the podcast like we normally do. Yeah, we're like, but I'm not facing yeah, you. Yeah. I'm looking the other. Should maybe I move? Should like okay, look at on. you. Let's rearrange. Here, shuffle, shuffle, grunt, grunt. grunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, Woo! All right. This feels more natural. This feels better. Yeah. Because before I was talking forward and it felt weird. Okay, I'm going to get a panor- panorama. Panoramic of this? Panoramic. Wait, cut this out in post. We'll be fine. Yeah, this- totally. Wait, I don't know how to fucking do this. Okay, wait. <laughs> Let's see how, like, haunted this is. I'm going to start slowly opening my mouth so you can panoramic that. I don't know if it works. No, it, like, absolutely didn't. <laughs> wait, I have to post what did happen because it's this. Side by side. Yeah, okay. I think I should have held my thumb on the button. There it is. Is it there? Uh oh. It's somewhere. I don't look convinced that you're doing it, but that's good. Okay, we'll do one more, one more. Try to fix your face. I don't know how. I don't know either. What do you want me to contemplate him? Um, yeah, contemplate why it's taking me three tries to do this. <laughs> there it 
is. That's perfect. I mean, it's mostly my apartment, but... No, yeah. I make an appearance. Cute. Kevin Williamson is there. Exactly. Okay. Well, we'll cut that out. Now we're back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just took a oh panoramic my gosh. So, break. yeah, this is um, our first rosé episode also since... That time I got too drunk. Time. <laughs> Does anybody yeah. remember? I don't. Um, it was shock. It was shocking. No, I'm just kidding. It was really fine. Yeah, you say it's fine. I refuse to listen. I don't want to know. Oh no! Now that we've shuffled, my wine is unreachable. Uh oh. Oh god. Call the police. Just kidding. Don't call no, the police. No, never. Call Unless the police. they're Dewey, because he won't do anything yeah, at call all. Dewey. He'll show up with an ice cream cone and, cone and his thumb up his ass. <laughs> Also, Dewey is like an anti-cop cop. That's what I'm saying. He's so bad at being a cop that he Dewey, comes out the other end. Yeah, and he's, he's the for the people. Because <laughs> the kids are actively drinking and driving. And he's, he's just like, like hey, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they would have killed. They don't respect you. They yeah, they straight up don't care. <laughs> and even Gail is like, here's this dumbass kid. Yeah, I'm going to manipulate like, the him. fuck. This movie, okay, so anyone that's a diehard fan of this movie will probably be unconvinced by my read on it because I, there, I know there's, like, so many Easter eggs to the point where I'm, like, self-conscious about if I'm missing Easter eggs. For example, <laughs> when Tatum goes into the garage to get beer and there's literal eggs in the fridge, is that an Easter egg? Or is it just eggs? I don't remember there being eggs in another horror movie, so... It's just... I, I never noticed like a, there were like eggs. It was like a pun, you know, like, oh, Easter eggs. Like, Oh, maybe. Eggs, you know? Yeah, that's See, I'm, I'm stressed. I'm, like, reading. I'm reading too hard, you know? Maybe. I've seen this movie so, so, so many times. Probably a hundred, at least, if not more. And I can quote every line. Well, that's why you're doing the plot today, baby. And it's my birthday week month. Yes, happy 30th birthday. Gross. Um, no, it's not gross. I just love kidding. my 30th birthday. I've had a my great 30th birdie. birthday. So I was far. in New Orleans on mine. I was on a plane on the actual day, but I've been in how Boston. Was, um, how was flying? Was it weird? It was weird. I wore, yeah, we had to wear the mask the whole time, and I like, it was good because it caught my drool while I was sleeping. Um, but yeah, I was like kind of out of breath running <laughs> through the airport trying to get to the flight. I thought so. you said caught your jewel, and I was like, imagine you like vaping under the mask. Like, my drool. That's I'm yeah, like a dog. Yeah. Well, I think it's good for like anonymity too. You're like, oh yeah. Leave me alone. Plus, my I, my dad cap was in full effect, so I was like mm-hmm. hat, hoodie with a hood up, mm-hmm. and my mask. So I could have been anyone. I will say Rebecca has a talent like unmatched to wear like layers of clothing when it's way too hot. Like, I'm wearing pants and inappropriate. Abby's having of a freak out. Oh yeah. Speaking of which. <laughs> If you hear a gentle... This shirt is very unbuttoned because I am hot. It's hot. I mean, yeah. It also looks like a non-breathable fabric, it's to be like honest It's like a nylon-ish. It's not breathable. You're, You're right. Yeah. Uh, if you hear a gentle hum, it's because the fan is running, so we don't... Because I can't live. We can't die. I can't... We yeah. can't die for this. <laughs> um, but I am wearing pants. Black pants. In July. In high peak Boston humidity, so... Nothing is worse than Boston humidity. It's true. Except maybe being murdered by Billy. Ghostface. Um, okay, so should I get into it? Yeah, I'm going to pop this. I'm obviously going to post on Instagram while you're Pop this talking. top? Okay. Pop, pop the top. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about Scream. Did we say that? 
I don't know. Uh, this is the Spooky Succubus cast. has <laughs> Abby, Rebecca, uh, intersectional, anti-racist, feminist, feminist anti-capitalist podcast about horror movies, Scream. Scream. 1996 is the crowning jewel of the 90s. Maybe the crown jewel of Wes Craven's career. He's done some greats. I don't know. But this is, yeah, probably. Well, it's definitely better than the original Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, <laughs> which it's is a rough a bummer one. to watch. Uh, but the, the people under the stairs was fun. Anywho, so the phone rings and a high school student, Casey Becker, played perfectly by Drew Barrymore in a really bad wig. I actually think the wig is great, and I would wear the wig. I would wear it, but it's like for sure a wig. Like there's no question, no doubt about it. Um, she answers the phone and a raspy voice on the other end asks who she is, which is like bold move. Like you don't call someone to be like, Hey, who's there? Like, shut up. I know this is a hot take, but I just feel like Casey's death might've been slightly avoidable. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to like shame the victim or victim blame, but like, why are you flirting with a murderer? Don't flirt and don't yeah. lie about your boyfriend. That's mean. Yeah. Poor Steve. Steve. Um, and after like a slightly flirty exchange, uh, she says he probably has the wrong number and hangs up. He calls again, apologizing for the missed number, and he tries to chat. Casey starts um, some jiffy pop, uh, which uh, is like was a fire hazard even if you didn't actively forget about it. There's actually a reason. It's raining. Oh, what the know. fuck? That really happened fast. I didn't even hear it. I just saw, I was like, what's going on out the window? And then... It's nice that we can look out the same window. Aww. Aww. Cute. Uh, There's actually a recent video of one of the Real Housewives of New York that got fired for being too drunk, uh, trying to make (laughs) Jiffy Pop on Instagram, and it's, like, really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, So, on the... and. On the third ring, he's even flirtier, and she tells him he she's going to watch a scary movie, and that's why she's making popcorn. Don't, he doesn't need that. Don't volunteer that information. Don't. And no. then he says, what's your favorite scary movie? Uh, and she answers Halloween. She walks around chatting, uh, lies about not having a boyfriend. The caller slips up and says he wants to know who he's looking at, uh, and she gets really freaked out and hangs up. The popcorn is... Capital R ready because the kitchen yeah, is on fire. Before anything gets serious with the collar, the popcorn is ready. The Take apartment's on fire, or the house yeah. is on fire. Uh, the fourth call, she's mad um, and hangs up on him because he won't stop calling her. And the fifth call, he's pissed and tells her that if she hangs up on him again, he'll get her like a fish. Uh, he says he wants to play a game and calls her Blondie, so we know that he knows what she looks like. She finally locks the front door, like in this giant mansion out in the middle of fucking nowhere. I All the doors open. I in, lights off, Uptight, powering, yeah. I mean, or like, do you have a car? I mean, I guess she doesn't have a car. She doesn't have a car. She would have to run down to the Mackenzie's, which are far away. Take a knife. This is, yeah, this is what I'm proposing. First of all, turn the Jiffy Pop off. <laughs> Get the Jiffy Pop off, off the, stove. the stove. I would say, yeah, turn the lights off and just find, like, a corner to cower in with a knife where you, you know. Like, stab someone in the eye. Stab. Like, eye. Yeah, eye stab. Or, like, you know, the funny thing about Ghostface is, as a, like, 
you know, as a villain, it's pretty, like, he's generally pretty ineffective. Like, it's pretty easy to knock him over. Yeah. Oh, and, he's like, constantly, like, <laughs> yeah. like, falling into stuff. Yeah, he's not, like, infallible. I think because most of the time, we'll get into it, but who is Ghostface, right? I think we know it's Stu, okay? Okay, it was spoilers. <laughs> uh, yeah, because Stu is a giant goofball. <laughs> um... So she finally locks her doors, uh, threatens to call the police. I don't know why she doesn't do that. Call, don't tell him what you're doing. Just hang up and call the police. Yeah, like you could have. They could be here. Right. We could, well, Dewey wouldn't do much. But. Come, come with his ice cream. Come yeah. by. Um, and he reminds her she's in the middle of nowhere and they wouldn't get there fast enough. Uh, he's more threatening and she hangs up. He rings the doorbell and she asks who there, who's there. And on the sixth call, it's clear he's outside of the house. Um, he, the caller has tied up her boyfriend Steve on the patio. She turns on the light and sees he's duct taped to a patio chair. Um, but all the, I'm saying, if Steve has to die, Steve get, has to die. I mean, get out. You already clearly don't want to be in this relationship because yeah, like you're pretending he's just not even your boyfriend. You yeah. Um, but the caller won't let her go outside. Uh, he gets Casey to play a movie trivia game with him and asks her who the killer was in Halloween, and she answers Michael correctly. But that was just a warm-up question, and he asks her to name the killer in Friday the 13th, and she yells, so excited that it's Jason, but as we, we know, all know... We know it's not Jason. We've done we... this movie. It's not. It's Mrs. Voorhees. It kind of made me want to watch it again, actually. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, and... And so... Uh, I forgot. Oh, that the caller says she'll get another chance, but it's too late for Steve. And when she turns on the light, he's been gutted. Fast. Uh, fast. Fast. That was a, like, the knowing quickest. who's under that um, costume, I'm surprised about the efficiency of the... Maybe it was Billy. No. He's, Billy has, like, psycho he's strength. bloodthirsty. <laughs> yeah. Um, the final question the killer asks is what door is he at? The front door or the patio door? Uh, the killer then throws a patio chair through the window and Casey runs to the kitchen that is actively on fire and grabs a kitchen knife. She hides outside and sees her parents' car approaching in the distance. She ducks down but comes up for some reason. Like, just keep ducking and yeah, running. Yeah, I think it's just best to just lay low at Just this lay point. low. Um, and we see the killer and the caller in the iconic... Ghost face costume, which I didn't know was um, fashioned after the Max Fleischman cartoons, like the old Betty Boop ones. I didn't ones. know that until we did this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't. I did not know that, but now I'm like, oh yeah, I totally. See have that. you ever been ghost face for Halloween? We have a ghost face costume, like sitting somewhere in my sister's garage, <laughs> uh, for sure. Um, so, ghost face sees her and smashes through the window and grabs at her, but she runs away. He catches up. Uh, by jumping through another window, which feels like we all should have known there were two killers, because there's no way he went back inside yeah. the house and jumped out of another I mean, window. Was it like a big surprise that it was Billy when you first saw this movie? Like, I was five, so I don't really like when you were first cognizant of seeing it. Like it's not. Surprising. I mean, it was, it was yeah, it was like always in the back of my yeah, head. But yeah. I think like at the time, having two killers, like yeah, this is like on the heels of like I was. I was talking thinking about this earlier is that 
usually we already in like other slasher movies we know who the killer is like mm-hmm. after Friday the 13th it was like a big reveal that was Mrs. Voorhees but after that it was always Jason yeah. Halloween it was always Michael yeah A Nightmare on Elm but Street Stream, is always Freddy but yeah it always changes yeah, yeah so you never know who the killer is and this one especially is like they set up several characters to seem like they might be Ghostface, and then it's like, oh wait, it's two of them. Yeah, yeah, that's like a pretty good. Reveal. It's a good reveal. Yeah, yeah. This but we all like, have already known it for so long. You know, I feel like when I was a teenager when I first saw this movie, because this is one I have seen before. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's just like whatever. It's like another slasher, but it's like so good, so good. It's so much better than any other movie. <laughs> Sorry. That's what like there's a reason why everyone loves this movie because it's so good and like meta and just. Crazy. It's yeah, it's like crazy and it has scary moments and it's funny. On a scale of one to ten, how badly do you want a ghost face tattoo? A twenty. <laughs> I'll get any tattoo, you know that. But yeah, yeah I, I totally get a ghost face. So cute and small. Not big. You wanna get them? Yeah, today. Let's go. Okay. Alright, I'm down. I'm Let's down do to it. get any tattoo ever. You okay, don't even I'll have see to see if I can find somewhere that's taking walk ins. Let's do it. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> um, so, oh yeah, he catches up uh, after he jumps out the window and iconically stabs her in the chest from behind. On the ground, he chokes her and she tries to call her parents as they arrive home, but they can't hear her because she's been choked. They realize something is wrong as Ghostface stabs Casey again. Uh, Mrs. Becker picks up the phone to call the police and hears Casey's final whimpers. Uh, on the line. Mr. Becker tells his wife to drive down to the McKenzie's while he stays there, but when she walks out the front door, she screams when she sees Casey all bloody and hung up from a tree. Such a good opening scene, too. It is really good, and shocking. Well, it was also a shock because the marketing team at the time marketed, so it seemed like Drew Barrymore was was the final girl. Yeah, main character. Um, Our actual, one of our actual final girls is Sydney Prescott, who is doing homework in her old lady nightgown. I like, it's like it. I'd wear it. On, I know you would. On a day like today, I mean, it looked breathable. I don't... I have a weird thing where I don't like where my skin touches my other skin when I'm sweaty. It, like, really bothers me. That's why I'm always wearing pants. Interesting. I don't no, like it. I am, like, fine with that. Even when yeah. I wear, like, tank tops, I'm like, oh my god. My arm's like, touching my My armpits are touching, yeah. yeah. Uh, her boyfriend, Billy, who's, like, so greasy... You could, I don't know. Yeah, Skeet you could skate again, on this side. It's the like quintessential <laughs> '90s creep. Like he's just so he's nasty. so greasy. They make his hair so bad. I'm still like very attracted to him. He's yeah, no, super I mean, hot. That's, it's a problem. Um, he comes through her bedroom window, and she screams because he startles her. Because that's the name of the movie. Because scream. Uh, her father, whose the original name was Scary, Scary Movie. movie. <laughs> it's not funny. Her father knocks on her door saying he heard screaming, but she denies it. He says he's turning in because he has an early flight and he'll be gone all weekend. Billy, uh, after Neil, the dad, leaves, Billy says he came over because he was watching an over-edited version of The Exorcist and it made him think of her because when they first started dating, it seemed like they were going to fuck, but they haven't and he's he wants to know why. I think for Sydney, this was... This was the moment, right? Like, like you should have broken up with him yeah, right here, right there. This is yeah. weird. Like, your mother got murdered one year ago. And That's not enough time. you this way. It's not correct. Uh, so she concedes that they can make out. Um, 
and he promises that they're just going to do over-the-clothes stuff, uh, and he would never break her underwear rule, and then immediately puts his hand under her nightgown. Um, And she shuts it down pretty fast, because she's justified, even if she didn't say that. Um, And then he, again, says he's not trying to pressure her, which um, is a lie. She feel as he goes out the window, she feels guilty for some reason and flashes him, which is such a strange oh, yeah. scene. There's like, man, the '90s did horrible things to us around like repression and yeah. sex and just like they're like, yeah, you should have sex with your boyfriend <laughs> just because he says he wants yeah, to. Yeah, he wants to, so you have to. Um, and also they like tease uh, showing us Nev Campbell's breast twice in just like a weird way. Like why? Just either do it or don't also, do it. Quit really bringing it up. seems like a young kid, doesn't she? Yeah, she looks really young. Like, I don't know how old she actually was when they filmed, but I'm like, it's weird. Like She looks like a baby. She looks like a real child, yeah. Um, at school the next morning, there are cops and news crews all over the place, and Sydney's best friend, Tatum, who's like star of the movie... Rose yeah, McGowan honestly. has her problems, which I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. But um, I mean, I don't even want to explore it. Like she did a great job. I feel bad Tatum. for Rose McGowan, and on one hand, because obviously, like she's been abused, abused, and like frank about her abuse. But apparently, she has said some troubling white supremacist things. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to talk about it, right? But she, I mean, Tatum's a great character. Uh, I'm not going to say we're not going to talk about it. I'm going to say we're ill-equipped we're to ill-equipped talk about to it at this moment. Are you distracted with this button? Uh, Is no. it too much? Okay. No. You have very small boobs. I'm jealous. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Also, excited to announce I went to my seven-month post-op check, and my titty scars are healing beautifully. beautifully. So, so good. I'm so proud. You're welcome, America. <laughs> um, Tatum tells her that uh, Casey and Steve were murdered and that the cops are interrogating everyone at the school. During lunch, Sid and her Scooby gang of Tatum, Tatum's boyfriend, Stu, played by Matthew Lillard, to... I mean, uh, right now I'm hashtagging Matthew Lillard. Beautiful effect. He does a great job, as always. He's over the top. You tell me... You funniest really person in this movie. you want to kiss that mouth. It's so wet. I'm not saying... I just love him. Like, in a, like... <laughs> I don't know the way you love puppies and kittens. You know he's just so he you seems so great. You're basically Matthew Lillard. <laughs> um, but yeah, like maybe I'd fuck him. I don't know. I probably would. I mean, Randy, I I on the other hand, it. no, thank you. I'm good. I mean, uh, I want to say Jam- Jamie Kennedy glowed up, but I don't think he did. I think this was just like particularly bad. I'm not sure where he is or what he's doing. I hope he's okay. Do uh, you remember the Jamie Kennedy experiment? I do. That was horrible. Yeah, it was bad. Poor thing. Um, and of course, Billy, I'll discuss what the cops asked each of them in the interviews. The guys, uh, whack sexistly about how it could never have been a woman, um, because the victims were gutted. Stu, Stu is in a great mood and he's very excited to talk about the murders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rema- Randy reminds everyone that Stu used to date Casey and implies that it could have been him, but Tatum says that Stu was with her last night. Liver alone. Liver alone. So good. Um, I really like Tatum. Yeah, yeah Tatum's great. She's really good. Uh, alone at home in her gorgeous, gigantic house on a hill. She's like, I'm scared. It's like, yeah, you're, you're alone in a 19-bedroom home. Like, <laughs> yeah, what? Seriously. It was uh, pretty, like, excessive. It, yeah, she's, like, standing out on the porch the talking porch on the phone. The porch was literally, like, designed by Escher. Like, it's <laughs> impossible. <laughs> um, 
Sydney calls Tatum, who promises to pick her up um, at 7 that night so that Sydney can stay with them while her dad's away, which is just so kind and sweet. And it seems like Tatum isn't as well off as Sydney because her house looks a little smaller and her older brother still has to live with them. And He's a he cop. unfortunately had to join the force. Yeah. Ugh. Um, while watching the news, anchorwoman Gail Weathers, played by Courtney Cox. The things they did to her hair. Horrible. Her makeup, like, she looked 45 in this movie. Oh, yeah, and she was 25. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they, this franchise, I know you've only seen this one, but Scream 2 and 3 only make Courtney Cox look worse. Like, I somehow they take Courtney Scream Cox. Two, but I don't recall. Oh. Um, she, they give her red streaks that I also had in the nineties, but then in Scream 3, they give her these tiny little, like, little, like, oh, the crop bangs. grass yeah. bangs, but not even baby bangs. They're, They're like, like jutting out. It's like a kid cut their own hair. Yeah. And they can't, and that this is at the growing out stage. It's horrible. Um, um, did she and David Arquette meet on this movie? I think so. Are they still married? Or they met on Friends, because he was also on Friends. I don't watch that white supremacist show. Um, it's maybe, like my favorite show. <laughs> I know there's problems. I can point out the problems, but it means oh, a lot no, to me. Oh, no, they got divorced in 2013. Yeah, they're done. They called it quits. They made it a long time. Yeah. Listen, we all got our problems. Oh, David Arquette has a professional wrestling career. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. All what? Right, time to leave Wikipedia and get back to <laughs> what Get we're doing. to it. <laughs> um, so Gail Weathers says that this is the worst crime the town's seen the town of Woodsboro has seen since Maureen Prescott, Sydney's mother, was brutally raped and murdered um, and found lying in a ditch, I think. Uh, after a nap on the couch, she gets a call from Ghostface. She thinks it's Randy at first and is goofing around with them, um, but the caller insists that he's someone else and that he's right outside her front door. She goes out to check, but the caller brings up her mother and threatens her, and then she rushes inside and locks the door. Just as the killer pops out of the closet. Um, they run around for a while. She gets into the bedroom and locks him out. And then tries to phone the police and then ends up typing into 911. Was that ever a thing? I think she. you're supposed to be like, oh, she's like a smart, nerdy girl. Right. I don't know. Because she has a computer in her bedroom. I don't bedroom. know the technology, but uh, I'm assuming. I don't. I feel like that's not real. I'm assuming it was real, Probably, but, like, you had to be, like, rich and nerdy to, you know, understand Maybe. it. Um, she looks back, but the collar is gone, and Billy is crawling through her window. She hugs him and cries, but a cell phone! Not a cell phone! It's like the Nokia brick. Hell yeah, you could play Snake oh for God. hours on that thing. Yeah! While your mom was at the doctor, and you were waiting in the waiting room for Tetris. Her. No, it was maybe not. You can do Tetris. <laughs> uh, but the... Phone is enough to suspect him because no one had a cell phone at the time. And I'll tell you what, she should have followed her instincts. It's true. He's he's greasy and garbage. Uh, at the front door, Dewey, played by David Arquette, uh, is there and has found the ghost face mask. They arrest Billy as he calls out to Sid, but she ignores him. Gail pulls up just in time to miss the action, and she makes a fat joke to her cameraman, who deserves so Penny. much better. Kenny. He was like, do you think I want to work for you? No. He's probably like, I have cats to feed. I picture him as a cat person. 
Yeah. And, like, even later, they're like, he's eating Cheetos, which is like, I would eat Cheetos, too. Like, that's not a reason yeah, to murder him. Yeah, it's not him. like somebody's sloppy because they eat snacks. Like, I love snacks. Rude, yeah. Um... At the station, Dewey isn't able to locate Sydney's father at the hotel where he's supposed to be, but Sheriff Burke tells him to keep quiet about it, and then questions Billy and his terrible father, Hank, who's a the worst I don't character. I really like the name Hank. Hank. Also. <laughs> um, Sorry if your name is Hank. They also they question Billy about Casey's death, um, and Sheriff Burke says. They have to hold him until the morning, until they can get the phone records back to see who it was that phoned Casey. Tatum pushes Dewey around, because she's the greatest. She's a really, like, she, she Strong she female character. Yeah. yeah. Um, if crabs are a thing, which they're not. <laughs> and Dewey is just, like, a bumbling, yeah, Barney Fife character. I um, like him. I can't He's lie. great. I don't find him attractive because why would you? I don't understand. I mean, I do. Is it the I thin? Is it the, pe- the, the very paper mustache. thin mustache? It's the very small mustache on the scene when he's in his t-shirt at the house. After oh, when he's like rings. holding yeah. the gun in his underwear, <laughs> yeah, like in exactly. his t-shirt. Um, he's my superior. The janitor is your superior. She's just so great. Tatum's yeah, pretty great. It was pretty good. Uh, Gail rushes up to the station's back entrance just in time to cost Sydney with questions. Uh, Gail wrote a book about uh, Maureen Prescott's death, and Which, kind of out of that nowhere, is really fast. Like I don't think she's you have pumping all the out information books you need to really put to that book know. on the market. Yeah, but she knew the right answer. She was right. You're not wrong. Um, and Sydney punches her. And instead of like questioning her or arresting her or seeing if anything should happen, Dewey's like, like, let's go home. Um, Which is fine because I'll come back for you later, Gail. Uh, The caller. Oh, so back at the Riley residence with Tatum and Dewey, the caller um, asks for Sid uh, and tells her that she fingered the wrong guy again. Pointedly, again. I just, I know that being like, I fingered him for this doesn't mean what, like, what we think we think it means, but can we just stop saying it just fingered the same? Fingered the wrong guy. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to say it again. <laughs> um, at breakfast, uh, over the news, we learned that Sydney testified against Cotton Weary for her mother's murder uh, because she allegedly saw him leaving her house that night in a bloody in his bloody coat, and he is currently on death row. Dewey also says that Billy's phone record was clean and he's been released, so she'll see him at school, which is great. Maybe take the day off. I don't know. Yeah, she doesn't have to go to school. That's what I would say. She was attacked. Um, I would say anytime you can get out of doing something the establishment wants you to do, do it. Do it. Um, at school, Sydney tries to apologize to Gail while outside waiting in her van. Um, and we learn that Gail believes that Cotton Weary is innocent. Um, and in her book, she details his story and that he slept with Maureen and she believes that someone framed Cotton by wearing his bloody coat. Which is, like, that's what happened, right? But how does Gail know that? Like, what other evidence does she have that it wasn't Cotton? Um, I don't know. Like, she doesn't have any evidence that she's it was... She's talked to him. She's too close. She's too close to the investigation. Like, she's she's got a problem with Sydney. Um, yeah, like, 
you shouldn't be treating this person this way. Right. That's I mean, not professional. Kind of taunting her about her mother's recent brutal murder. murder and like yeah. technically Sydney is a child. Right. So you need a parental consent. Let's all get some psychiatrists here. Right? Um after this interaction. Gail's convinced that Sydney knows that she's wrong and that Cotton is innocent and there is a killer on the loose connected to these murders and attack attacks, but they need proof. I mean, like, Gail is right. She's right. But how? But how? Maybe we don't know. Like, I haven't read the Woodsboro murder books, but we don't know what evidence. But maybe there was, like, a fingerprint that didn't match Cotton right. or something. Um, so Sydney runs into Billy and they have an argument. Um, because Billy thinks that a parent dying or it's brutally murdered the is the same, same as, as <laughs> when his parents get a divorce. Yeah. Um, and he still wants to fuck her because um, she would rather accuse him of murder than touch him. I've actually had people compare like my mom dying to like my parents are divorced. And you're like, that's not a no, thing. No, they're still walking around. Shut <laughs> yeah. up. Um, and then he's mad because she thinks that he could have been the killer which fair. is, uh, yeah, founded. A founded and legitimate belief. Concern, yeah. Mm-hmm. She runs off to the bathroom crying and overhears two girls who, like, what these girls? They're out of control. They're out of the control. One of them is wearing khaki pants and a, like, lavender purple top with, with the worst cut. haircut. Yeah. Uh, and the other one's, like, a blonde cheerleader. I mean, a bad haircut doesn't make you a bad, a bad person, person, but in this The case, way they're talking makes you know, a bad You know, it lines person. up, yeah. Um... The two talk shit about Sydney and her mother and slut shame them both. Um, and then when they both leave, she's again attacked by a ghost face who's hiding in the bathroom stall, but she escapes. Principal, Principal Himbry, played by Henry Winkler. Principal Fonzie. You may know him from Arrested Development. Um, yeah, you may know him from... Happy Days. Happy Days. You may <laughs> Take know a pause. Him from being a cultural touchstone. Henry Winkler. I hope he's things? good. I hope he's a good person. Oh, he he's was on so Perks delightful. Yeah, while. he was on. Um, he had an arc as a gynecologist, which is weird. Who, who was Jenny Slade's dad? Kind of makes sense. They, they look like they could be. Yeah, they're both little. Child. Yeah. Um, he expels two boys who ran around the school in the killer's ghost face costume, like thinking it's a joke. Um, and I agree with Principal Henry. He did the right thing here. Uh, Gail introduces herself to Dewey outside the school, and they have, like, a pretty cute flirting exchange. It's really weird. It's weird, but it's adorable. Um, and they, of course, have great chemistry, because they They were were fucking in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hembry gets over the loudspeaker and cancels classes and informs everyone that there's a citywide 9 p.m. curfew. Stu wants to throw a party at his house to blow off steam, and Sydney doesn't want to go, but eventually relents. While in his office, um, after almost everyone is gone except for the custodian dressed like Freddy Krueger oh and played God. by Wes Craven himself. And named Fred. And named Fred. Uh, someone keeps knocking on his office door and running away. He dismisses it as kids just fucking with him, but is then attacked and stabbed to death by Ghostface. Tatum and Sydney discuss Sydney's mother's sexual history on the porch, and Sydney begins to question herself um, and says she may be wrong about and the killer might be out there. At the video store. Remember video stores? I kind of miss video stores. I super miss video stores. Um, Randy tells Stu that he suspects Billy because of horror movies. Um, 
There's always some stupid bullshit reason to kill your girlfriend. Should've listened to Randy. I hate to say it. I mean, Randy was right. He's unattractive, but like that's his only He's downfall. Kind of a pill also. He is kind of a lot to take, and he like is clearly pursuing Sydney when I'm sure she's made it clear that she's not into I him. I cannot imagine she has been ever into him. Yeah. Into him, yeah. I mean, she can't even be touched by Ski Ulrich, quintessential sexy '90s. God, freak. yeah. Um, and I don't remember if you remember this from screen too, but he has a terrible goatee and like the I spikiest the of hairs. Generally from the '90s, and then I think there was also a frosted tips. Um, it was like an era. orangey. Yeah. yeah, that's not what you want to see. I'll tell you, he has not aged well. Oh. Which isn't a prerequisite. Again, That's not, you can a be a person, terrible person and age poorly. But, I mean, he just looks like a potato. Oh, baby doll. Poor guy. Um, Stu thinks the killer might be Mr. Prescott, but Randy goes off on a loud rant um, about how it couldn't be him and everyone's a suspect. Billy overhears the accusations against him and softly, not so softly, threatens Randy, um, who is still not convinced. At the grocery store, Sydney tells Tatum that Billy has been patient with her sexually, which is false. Um, and Tatum, right again, says that Billy and his penis don't deserve her. Again, yeah. So right. Absolutely. Uh, Sheriff Burke tells Dewey that the cell they call that called Sydney and Casey came from Neil Prescott, and tomorrow is the anniversary of Maureen's death, and they need to locate him as soon as possible. Burke tells Dewey to keep a close eye on Sydney and not let her out of a of his sight he immediately disobeys and drops the girls off at Stu's house for the party uh the party is already on and gail has posted up outside with kenny to spy and dewey finds them he's not concerned with the illegal snooping though he just wants to get his dick yeah, wet. like you are like snooping on minors uh yeah like that's super that's illegal right. but he's yeah. like you're hot i'm hot let's fuck um and he <laughs> insists um and he's like, but he's, yeah, he's like an anti-cop cop because, like, he doesn't give a shit about, like, he's all the these, like, really, cop. he's the people's <laughs> cop, but he's not efficient about catching the killers that are literally right under his nose. Um, at the party, Jamie Kennedy tries to get everyone to agree on a horror movie to watch, and then Dewey and Gail bust into the party, um, and everyone is super excited to meet Gail because she's, like, a local, local celebrity. Um, and, yeah, the kids are underage drinking. He's like, whatever. Uh, while everyone is distracted, Gail plants a video camera on the TV stand. For some reason. Like, what are you hoping to find out? Right. Man? You can't use any of that. Uh, Stu asked Tatum to get him a beer in the garage, pointedly. Just um, say, say no. Get say, it yourself. Like, fuck you. I'm she, not getting out. She also is, like, very thoughtful because she grabs so many beers. Like, yeah. beer's enough for everybody. Um, I also feel like Tatum, there was a path out of the situation for Tatum. And it so many wasn't paths. a cat but... She was doing a pretty good job at knocking them over. Yeah, like, I she mean, hit him in the head several times. There has to be a golf club or something in the vicinity. Don't right. go through the cat flap, Tatum. Also, like, how did they lock the garage door? They were on the other side of it. Like, I yeah. don't think the door was locked. I think he was just holding it closed. Yeah. Um, and so... She's holding a lot of beers, and she's locked in, and the lights go out. She then opens the garage, garage door, but by the time she gets there, Ghostface has closed it again and is at the garage door she entered. She thinks it's Randy messing with her. I don't know why everyone thinks it's Randy. Randy. Like, he would ne- he's not, like, cool he's enough. He's not cool. <laughs> uh, 
And she doesn't take him seriously at first, but then Ghostface grabs her and slices her arm. She throws beers at him and, like, hits him in the head with with the freezer door. And then, for some reason, gives up and tries to go out through the teeny tiny cat door. Um, like that, your like that your hips, girl. They would never get She's out. I'm surprised her boobs hips. ever got yeah. out. <laughs> um, Ghostface activates the garage door and this is squishes not Tatum in the mechanism. Die. It's yeah, pretty horrible. Sydney is um, ready, and but the way her head squishes is like that's clearly a fake head. It like, looks like a pumpkin. It like folds in half. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Halloween mask. Um, she throws. Oh no, that's not where we are. Stu, uh, some people are leaving and Stu is saying goodbye at the door and Sydney is trying to this find Tatum. This party wraps up like six times. So fast. <laughs> Everyone's like, ah, oh, this is boring. Go. But then there's always like ten more people inside watching the movie. Who like won't Not everyone left. Um, Billy shows up and tells, and Stu tells Billy and Sydney to go up to his parents' bedroom to Talk, talk whatever. whatever I mean if they weren't murderers it'd be like a very like nice thing to like try to get your buddy yeah. lead but um I guess in the news van Kenny and Gail watch the live feed of the party but there's a 30 second delay alone in the bedroom Billy apologizes but Sydney starts to relent and thinks that she's the one who's been wrong about her mom and thinks she might turn out to be a bad seed as well uh, they then the my favorite line, this is real life. It's this isn't a movie. It's not a movie. Uh, while they have sex, uh, down at the party, everyone else is watching Halloween and talking about horror movie rules. Randy lays out um, that there are certain rules that one must abide by to successfully survive a horror movie. You can never have sex. You can never do drugs, and never ever under any circumstances can you say I'll be right back. And the final girl must be a virgin. It has to be a virgin, just like Randy. Uh, do you, well he's sort of a final girl I think he is uh, we've got a final gang like we've got a little squad a little yeah. squad well the big three Sid uh, Gail and Dewey survive four movies together so mm-hmm. like they're the final crew uh, Dewey comes <laughs> sorry Randy Sucks to suck. Sucks to suck. It could have been him, but they were like, I don't know that we want to work with Jamie Kennedy for a couple more decades. For like five years, ten years, yeah. Uh, Dewey comes back to the van saying that someone has reported a car stolen, or a car in the bushes, and asks if Gail wants to join him on a midnight stroll. Not protocol. This is not the way you operate, no. (laughs) Uh, The phone rings and Randy answers, uh... Principal Hembry is dead and has been hung from the goalpost. So everyone rushes off to go see him before they pry him down, They're except for Randy. Well. The, these kids need help, yeah. While Dewey and Gail walk to the reported site, uh, they're flirting some more, but when the drunk teens drive off, they almost hit them, and the two tumble into the bushes. Like, they're gonna hit them. Sorry. No, yeah. Like, if they hadn't jumped Nobody to safety... Nobody respects you, Dewey. Who would? Why would you? Um, as they kiss, Gail spots the car they were looking for, and Dewey realizes it's, it's Neil's Prescott's car, and they rush back to the party. Sydney and Billy are dressing after sex, and she asks him who he used for his one phone call, and she's suspicious because she saw Sheriff Burke call his dad. Um, and she, he thinks she still sus- suspects him. And just then, Ghostface comes in and stabs Billy, who falls to the floor. Uh, 
and then chases Sydney around through the attic. She falls out of the attic window and luckily lands on a boat. Like, what if the boat wasn't there? Then splat. Like, both your legs are broken. I mean, again, better ways to play it. For sure. I just, like, like, I think even I could fight Ghostface. Like, they are... He's pretty dopey. Yeah, they're dopey. They're kind of drunk. They're (laughs) They're for sure... They've definitely been hit in the head several times already. exactly. Like, come on. I mean, they're, like... Totally operating on adrenaline only, no strategy. Mm. Like I think I could get the best. I think you could too. Yeah. <laughs> um, she while she's running away, she sees Tatum's body. Ghostface stands behind Randy, who's like drunk on the couch, still watching Halloween alone. Um, but then here's Sydney's who's screaming as she's running across the yard. Um, and then he abandons his plan to stab Randy and runs off. Kenny is snoozing in the van when Sydney runs up asking for help. He lets her in and then sees the killer lurking behind Randy in the video, but uh, he gets out because there's a 30-second delay, and the killer isn't where you would see him in the house, which is, like, I only know this because I've seen this movie so many times, but, like, where the flower pot is, Mm -hmm. if Ghostface was standing behind the couch, he would have been able to see him from the front door. And then just then, our poor fat boy... Randy. Gets, He's just trying to No, help. not Randy. Kenny. Oh, sorry. Kenny. Kenny, Kenny. yeah. Kenny, Randy, you one know, of them. You knew what I meant. Uh, he gets his throat slit. Yeah. It's um, pretty sad to watch. It's like, very sad. Uh, while he's being murdered, Sydney is able to escape, but is stabbed in the shoulder. She jumps uh, a couple fences and heads for a barn, and for some reason doesn't just cower there till morning, which is what I would do. Yeah, Ghostface wasn't chasing her. Yeah. Uh, Dewey and Gail run back to the house, but he tells her to lock herself in the news van and call for, or lock herself in the police van and call for help while he checks the house. He looks around and calls out to Neil. Um, but he's tricked by the Halloween playing on the TV, which is like, Dewey is not, he's, he's not bad. Great. He's yeah. not like very smart. Um, bless his heart <laughs> at the van. Gail sees the blood on and gets freaked out. She tries to call 911, but Randy pops up in the <laughs> driver's side door and she smashes <laughs> him in the face. The the it's pretty Against hilarious. Against all odds, Randy survived. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> Um, and then she drives off, but Kenny's body slips over the front windshield, um, as she's no driving respect, away. No respect, even in death. Even in death. What does she say? She's like, Get Kenny, the hell off my car or something. Get off my fucking windshield. Yeah. Uh, Gail starts driving away and Sydney runs out into the middle of, of the road, causing Gail to crash into the forest. And Sydney doesn't even, like, go to see if she's okay. She just runs back to the house. Um, I think the move would have been to go to Gail because Gail's smarter than Dewey. Yeah, she's clearly she Gail saves the day. Like also, Kenny should have unionized with other cameramen. He was being abused. Um, in Scream Two, they try to introduce like characters of color and black characters, uh, and the newsman is black, and he it's like the Can treatment. Can I assume is, he dies? No, he doesn't die. He survives. Okay, but that's like the whole like. Oh, we let the black cameraman live, so, like, we're okay, right? Oh, my God. It's the, Justice? The, the uh, and remember, classism and racism, bedfellows. Yeah. These kids live in gigantic them. mansions, like, out in the middle of California. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it looks kind of California. Yeah. It's like Napa. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like There's the like Richie parts. <laughs> um, 
so Sydney is calling out for Dewey, who appears in the front door, but he has been stabbed in the back, so he falls it's down. It's really funny. <laughs> he's like, he's like sliding down the door. Um, Sydney locks herself in the cop car, but Ghostface has the keys, so she can't drive off. He um, ducks down and unlocks the door and slowly opens the boot as she calls on the radio for help. Um, she gets out of the car and at the front porch, both Randy and Stu approach asking for help. She said, Randy, every time. Randy gets the shaft Randy, every I, time. No, I would choose him every time. Oh, yeah. Over Stu? Stu is, is clearly unhinged. Unhinged. Clearly yeah. in love with his best friend. Like, is Matthew Lillard unhinged in real life? I bet he's so much fun to be around. Like, I'm sure he's just, like, a Again, fun guy. if you're out there and you have the Lillard connect, we're waiting. Well, Matthew, please. Matthew, call us. I would love to have a chat. He's probably so nice. Um... I don't know if he's done anything problematic. I haven't looked into it. But, like, he's out there being shaggy and doing great yeah. things with his life. I mean, I don't know about that. I'm just um, going to quickly just Google peruse. what happens. So, uh, so, at the front porch, Randy and Stu are asking Sydney to let them in and accusing the other of being the murderer. She pulls Gooey's, d- Gooey's, <laughs> Gooey Dewey's gun out and points it at them and then tells them to fuck off. Uh, and she shuts them d- the door on them both. Just then, a half-dead Billy falls down the stairs towards her. He convinces her to give her him the gun and then unlocks the door, letting Randy in. And Billy is just fine now and shoots Randy in the chest, quoting uh, Psycho. Looks like Matthew Lillard did a lot of tweeting about the recent Euro final, uh, the football final. He mm. seems to be unproblematic. He's been married to a nice lady named Heather since the year 2000. <gasps> Good for them. And they have some kids. Cutie pies. And, yeah, I think he's just living. Good. I'm glad. Um, Sydney rushes to Randy, and it's revealed that Billy's stabbing was fake and that the blood is corn syrup, just like they use for pig's blood in Carrie. If you'll recall from if our you remember episode on Carrie. From <laughs> our great episode, our shining, award-winning podcast. Uh, Stu, if, you had to, if I had to, like, tell anyone what we talk about in any episode, I wouldn't like, be able to. Um, we talked about this movie. Like, what about that Whatever movie? We probably, movie uh, we, we probably talked about, about which guy was the hottest <laughs> and yeah. who was wearing what. If stuff happened in the movie, we definitely We accuse everyone of being a capitalist, which is <laughs> which true. Which they are. Um, just then, Stu appears in the kitchen doorway, and they trap her in the kitchen, revealing themselves as the killers um, who have been using a voice-altering device. When she tells them they won't get away with it, Billy reveals that they all that it was them who killed her mother and they framed Con Weary. Um, she asks Billy why, and at first he says he doesn't have a motive, but then we realize the that truth comes out. Billy is slut shaming the dead. Little toxic masculinity victim and perpetrator. He's and a trash boy. A horrible person. Yeah, he accuses Maureen of breaking up his parents' marriage and causing his mother to run out and abandon him. Which is like I would abandon you too. Yeah. Also you're like eighteen. Like yeah, shut up. Like I'm sure she calls you every day. Like she has to get a job too. Also your dad is a dick. But we'll get to Mrs. Loomis in Scream too. I'm ready. Anywho's, that was a wine set break. Is Mrs. Loomis, like, a version of Mrs. Voorhees? Uh, sort of, yeah. She's a mom killer. 
love Let's it. watch Scream 2 right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, let's face it, baby. Your mother was no Sharon Stone. This is like just after. Do you ever watch... Um, is it like Casino? No. Fuck, it just fell in my head where she shows everyone her vagina by flipping her leg. She kill, She's like the killer and... Fuck. Why can't I think of the name of that movie? Okay, I'm gonna... We'll go to the They end. talk about Sharon Stone a lot Yeah, in this she movie. must have been having a moment. No, it was right after this, like, huge cultural freak. movie came out that I okay, can't think of the a, name of. Do you want to race? Oh my god, it's gonna be right on the tip of my tongue. Going, Where's the filmography section of Wikipedia? <laughs> uh, I can't get there fast enough. Uh, Career. The 90s. Okay, 90s, 90s. I also don't want to look it up because it's right on the tip of my goddamn tongue and I can't think about it. I think it's Casino. It's not Casino. Oh, Diabolique. No, it's not. Uh, uh, fuck me. Pause. The quick I'm and the so dead. mad. <laughs> Is this, is this good radio? I'm like really <laughs> mad. I'm so mad I can't think of okay. it. Basic Instinct. Oh. Good lord. Why couldn't I think of okay. that? Okay, Sharon Stone Vagina. Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct. guy with an ice pick. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. Wait, so, so you actually, I've never seen it. You you've see never seen Vagina? Yeah. I don't know how much Vagina you actually like see, but it was slip, a scandal probably. at the time. It was like, yeah, like a dark, like maybe like, like you get dark, a, like a tip of a labia yeah. or something. <laughs> Well, labia are, should be illegal, as we know. <laughs> they are illegal. Um, so, she's not Sharon Stone, in case you were wondering. The boys then... Slept. I don't know what... The, I mean, if Sharon Stone showed her vagina to so, people, so did Maureen right. Prescott. I think, yeah, she, like, is. Like, what's the point? But they're mad about it. They're like, they think it's wrong that she's flashing her shit oh, so all over town. Okay it's she's not okay. Not Sharon Stone. Yeah, Sharon, Sharon Stone, Stone is allowed because yeah, because she's like blonde and being blonde and hot. Yeah, I don't know, Lillard. Explain it to explain me. Explain it. Call us. Explain Williamson. You have some shit to explain. Um, Isn't that the most maybe he's spot? just really into Sharon Stone, and that's how we get all these lines. I think because um, they bring her up like at three different instances. Um, yeah, I like. I'm like. I don't know. Well, right now in 2021, Sharon Stone is not in my cultural consciousness anymore. Poor thing. What's she doing now? Hopefully, they don't let women age in Hollywood. Come Unless on. Unless you're Helen Mirren. And only then, because she didn't have like a huge career when she was young. So. Yeah, she's like an old lady. Actress. She was in that movie, The Cook, The Thief, The Wife, and His Lover. That's a good movie. Um. Good for you, Helen. Good for you. You're great. Um, so, then the boys slut-shame, uh, Sydney, Sydney for having sex with Billy earlier. Which he literally, like, psychologically her pressured into. her into. Um, and then Stu brings out Sydney's father, Neil, who ha- they have had Where tied have up in the closet. him for all this time? In Stu's closet. For, for like, three days? days. Yeah, like, he's dehydrated, He for has sure. pee in his pants. Um, they plan on blaming Neil for the whole thing. Uh, they've cloned his cellular. They cloned his cellular. Yeah. Um, and have set it up so that it seems like... There was actually uh, an arc on Real Housewives of Potomac where one of them cl- accused the other one of cloning her phone. <laughs> how do you even clone like, a phone? You don't know how to clone a phone. <laughs> like, was it Potomac? Uh, Billy yeah, it was and Potomac. Stu are fun. Like, Billy has, like, 
uh, psychotic knowledge, but like neither one of them is smart enough yeah, to clone I mean, a cell phone. Now maybe we could clone a cell phone with the internet. I, I can Google it, but in the nineties, like yeah, you would have you to know would... a guy who knows a guy yeah, or Google be smart was not enough. Not a thing yet in nineteen ninety six. What a time to be. You're alive. like maybe on Alta Vista. Maybe my so my sister is really into musicals and so are her kids because she is and uh, one of my nieces likes Wicked and they're showing Wicked on PBS at a certain time they're like like on regular TV and uh, my sister was trying to explain that to her and she was like yeah you used to not be able to just watch things whenever you wanted you had to be on someone else's schedule and she's like oh well then I don't know if I want to watch it like she was like it didn't it wasn't even super into it anymore kids these wild. days um so so they've cloned his cellular and they've set it up <laughs> So they've set it up so that it seems like Neil left Stu and Billy for dead and then killed Sydney and then shot himself in the head. Right. Billy then, to put on a show, stabs Stu to make it to, like, I don't know, they're showing off to Sydney. Like, they're definitely just, like, yeah, peacocking about. Yeah, they definitely have boners while For each happens. other, yeah. yeah. They're, like, this, I never picked up on the I think if they the just fucked each other, nobody really would have had to die. They would have been, like, oh, God, that's I why I'm it. so pissed off all the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. Like, I really this, wanted to fuck you, but I can't. This is what I was looking for, right. And they also have, like, very, they have really good chemistry, Stu and yeah, Billy. Yeah, for sure. They're really cute together. And they're so cute together. Billy's, like, like brooding and Stu's the mad. And, yeah, he's, like, the fun. They have the energy match, yeah. Yeah, they definitely do. And uh, they're, like, when they're explaining the whole plan to Sydney, they're, like, touching and they're very close and spitting yeah. all over each other. That's And that's, you know, why probably... Billy got so mad that he almost accidentally on purpose really killed Stu. Yeah. He's mad at his boner. Uh, and then... Are we... Uncovering? Therapists? Yeah. <laughs> so much traumatic. Uh, but they also are stabbing each other. Like, let's talk about phallic devices. You know, I mean, they there's always going a, a phallic knife. device, right? Uh, yeah, I feel like in the beginning we talked about that a lot, but now we're like, every horror like, movie has a phallic really device. It's like, how it? They're everywhere. Um, so then Billy stabs Stu, uh, and then Stu stabs him back, but Gilly, Billy gets immediately pissed and then stabs him too many times um, while he lays out the plan, lays out the, that the boys have to survive for the sequel. Um, Stu says he's feeling woozy um, and then goes to get the gun while Billy unties Neil, but the gun isn't there, and Gail's in the doorway looking half dead, um, but she's there to save the day. Which, Too bad. She didn't get stabbed. She no, just she, ran her car off the road. Well, so Billy says I, to Stu, I thought you said she was dead, and then Stu says she looked dead because yeah. she crashed her van into a bunch of trees, so she probably yeah. looked dead. Um so I guess they, he didn't feel the need to just, like, give her one good stab. Kind of There's no fun in that. Yeah. Um, Gail tries to shoot, but she has the safety on, so Billy kicks her and knocks her out and then starts to shoot her in the head, but then Sue realizes that Sydney has run off and the two are distracted. She calls the phone using... Calls, like, Stu's house phone. Remember house phones? Yeah. Um, Which, it has a cord, too. It's got a cord. It's so nice. Um, yeah, you can't leave the kitchen. Like, Billy can't run around the house holding the phone. No, you, you have to, like, you may be able to stretch the cord to the next room, but if you pop the jack out, it's all over. Forget it. <laughs> um, so, 
Sydney has called the phone using the charge or the phone cha- the voice changer and reveals that she's called the cops. Billy gives the gun the gun to Stu while he runs around like popping pillows open with the knife for Which no is not reason. Where he's covered in yeah. feathers. Um, he tarred and feathered. He blooded and feathered himself. She calls before he goes runs off and like massacre some pillows she calls him a pansy ass mama's boy which we'll get into dead the whole dead disappeared mom thing um my mom and dad are gonna be so mad at me so good uh because on the phone sydney tells Stu that he's screwed uh because he doesn't have a motive and the cops will be there soon uh billy runs around uh and then eventually sydney charges at him from the closet dressed as ghost face and he drops the gun just then, Stu charges at her, and they fight, and she is able to drop a TV on his head, killing him. Uh, Sydney goes to Billy's body to sort of just, like, reminisce about the whole thing. I don't know yeah. what she's doing holding the mask. Um, yeah, I think that's time you're not getting back, Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and just then, Randy pops up alive. Uh, Billy wakes up, punches Randy in the face, and then tries to stab Sydney again. But then, Gail gets the safety right and shoots him. Uh, Sydney, Sydney gets the gun and shoots Billy one last time in the head just to make sure he's dead just as Neil bursts through the closet door because she forgot all about him um, she put him in there <laughs> sorry dad <laughs> uh, in the morning light Gail delivers the news story to like a brand new cameraman she's already forgotten I'm about you, Ken- where Kenny. did she get them and like yeah can you be like just FYI like my trusted associate Kenny is dead moment of silence uh, no. this is the greatest moment of her life she's like doesn't even feel how many times she's been like knocked out she like ran the van into yeah, the trees she's exactly. exhilarated she's like you know what there'll be other Kennys <laughs> and there will be and there are <laughs> yeah. uh, the cops scope the house and Dewey is alive and barely alive but taken away by ambulance uh, <laughs> giving his little thumbs up. Uh, <laughs> uh, we pan over the house to the sun rising. Fiend, the end. Oh my gosh, wow. what a ride. Where are we? I don't know, your Where phone's going off. Like, a shot over there. But somebody in Arizona is calling you. I, I don't need it. I'm not in Arizona. What Should we take a break about? before we... Yeah, we can take a break. I can have to pee. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bathroom break. Bathroom break. I did some yawns. We stood in front of the fan. Mm-hmm. Actually, I didn't get out of my seat. <laughs> I'm, I was not into moving. Uh, so, yeah, what to dissect first? I don't hey, know. it's your party. It's your birthday party. I don't party. know. So, the final, whole final girl thing, I guess, is like maybe the most like uninteresting part of this, but still. Because we have, like, we don't have a situation that we have a lot of times, like Friday the 13th, where mm-hmm. we just have one lone survivor who has to live the trauma by herself. We have Sydney. Shared, like, trauma bonding. Yeah, which is also problematic. But yes. the two, only two females, so there's, like, Randy survives this one but doesn't survive the sequel. Spoiler alert. But... Uh, Sydney and Gail and Dewey do and Sydney and Dewey are really close and Gail and Dewey are really close because they get married but Gail and Sydney always have like a tumultuous like strained relationship and they never not even like when they're 
elderly. Not even yeah, not even like after Sydney's out of college and like an adult. Like they don't they hate each other. Well Which is bad. That's problematic. That's problematic. Yeah. Why can't we see like female friendship on screen and like a complex relationship that goes through stages? Right. I mean that's also part of like I don't know, third wave feminism where it's like individualized white middle class feminism where we get characters like Tatum who are like a really good friend and really Mm -hmm. care about their female like partners in life but they don't get to live yeah they die and Gail and Sydney are these archetypes of like if I if you succeed I fail right right and yeah Gail has is like headstrong about her career will not be deterred from like ruining Sydney's life like she doesn't have all the information like she is right but only because of the movie like she doesn't know actually what went on like she doesn't know that Stu and Billy are the killers she just thinks that Cotton is wrong like write a book without like holistic buy-in from stakeholders or it's irresponsible journalism. Right. Too. It's irresponsible not to have Sydney's consent to, or Neil's consent to write a story right. about their dead family member. In the, when you like live in the town with them. Right. <laughs> and I don't know. And she doesn't want to hear, like, Sydney also doesn't want to hear anything Gail has to say and doesn't want to talk to her at all. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so it's, like, problematic that they can't even... It's not really fun to watch. I'm kind of shocked that it goes for four movies. (laughs) I do love them both as characters. Sydney is kind of the worst character, but I love Gail. Sydney is definitely the worst, like, female character in the movie. Our, like, final girl? Yeah. I like... kind of boring. Boring. I mean, I like... And Nev Campbell is great. Is Uh, she... Give another example. Wild Things. I don't remember Wild Things very I don't even think I saw it. Yeah. Um, I know there are boobs. There are boobs. Uh, Her boobs are not in this movie. Richards. Denise Richards, who also became a real housewife. Right, of housewife fame. uh, Beverly Hills. That's right, honey. Um, But, like, Gail is, she doesn't have, she doesn't, she's, like, an exceptional person, but she is, like, she doesn't get the same like she has to be sweet and kind like she's intelligent and mean mm. and like and will do whatever she wants to Which get what she wants definitely holds up the like stereotype that to be direct you and have to, be a bitch. to be ambitious as a woman you also have to be mean and not care about other people's feelings but I also feel like I, I kind of like that feelings. like I'm like yeah don't <laughs> give a shit about anyone else like they don't deserve you I mean, but at the same time damaging. it's damaging yeah, yeah. <laughs> like people are women are complex just like anyone else uh and this movie I mean yeah Tatum's a really interesting character because Tatum is like, loving, caring, interested in, like, her community, invested in Sydney as a friend, but also coded as a slut. So, I guess, yeah. like, Tatum is probably the most interesting female character. Yeah, because she's not, like, we don't know that she's a slut, except for that she wears shirts without bras so we can see her nipples. And, like, stew. And her and have her sex. Have sex. That's yeah. it. That's not... I mean, not... Slutty behavior is not a bad thing, but it's often coded poorly, but yeah. Tatum isn't even, like exhibiting slutty behavior so that's and, just that she's I mean the coding is so subtle like it's yeah. there but it's like literally only in her clothing yeah it's because she's wearing crop tops and she's blonde like how dare you and her, and her clothes are neon and oh her nipples God. are out and yeah I don't we, think like 
Do you think that scene in the garage where her nipples are just like full force? They shot that like a hundred times till they just got nipple. They're like, here's this ice cube. Put it on. I mean, as someone whose nipples are often hard, even when it's not like necessarily cold, like sometimes when I, I will cough, say I'm since like, I got my surgery, my nipples like I'm never sure what they're gonna do. Like, yeah, got them, one of them's going, the other Literally, one's down. Literally, like you guys spine down there, <laughs> get it together. Uh, yeah, so like there's no, but then Sydney is this like perfect where she's put in juxtaposition with Sydney, who's like a perfect virgin, mm-hmm. who's brunette, so we know she's good, and she doesn't have huge boobs, so she has regular boobs. regular sized <laughs> yes. C cups, and also like conflating goodness or purity with experiencing trauma. Ooh, yes, yeah. come on. And also, like, connecting virginity and, like, your ability Value. to survive. Yeah. yeah. So, and I your intelligence. I, like, this is one horror movie I think I would have survived. I think you would have, too, because Stu is so easy to knock over. Yeah, like, he's, so he's basically doing nothing. He's like a wet noodle. <laughs> like, a lot of the times you see Ghost... Because Ghostface, the costume is supposed to be, like, funny. It's supposed to be, like, poking fun at how ridiculous Michael yeah. Myers and... Jason really look like if you think about it and so it's very goofy but like the black that like black shiny Halloween costume material like just reminds me of my childhood because there were so many like witch costumes like that and the like weird tassels at the end and stuff or like right the like frayed yeah Yeah. (laughs) but I want to know who was in it performing ghost face because they have very similar like really body know? shapes or do you want to just I mean, believe it's Matthew let's just Lillard. like believe Matthew was <laughs> like like give me this let me add this costume yeah because they both have over exaggerated like Wobble. falling down <laughs> movements and yeah, yeah like he's what, wibbly really wobbles in the scenery he really is god there's yeah. like just as in 13 ghosts he's as spitty as ever he's as this is spittier I think but he always yeah. looks wet. I'm just gonna he say He does it. look wet all the time. No one else looks wet. <laughs> but he's just like Yeah, there's something like wholesome about Matthew Lillard. But he does do like he a good job of like dislike, yeah. He's the person you suspect the least in this movie because he's the goofiest. I wonder who you're supposed to suspect the most. I feel like Billy. Billy. Yeah, Billy Billy. You think it's only Billy, you don't suspect that it's like Sue. I think they also do a lot of things to make it seem like it might be Dewey. You think so? Well, because uh, there's one scene, I forget, god damn it, I feel like I should have written it down. But they like little subtle cues that it's like, the they're, he shows up at the very first scene when he's outside the house already when, the, yeah. when Sydney's there and then there's With another... The- when they're looking for the car that like the music that plays when he goes up to Gale is like ominous sounding music. Right. So it's like little things. Oh, little Dewey. Little he, Dewey would he would never do it. Dewey would never. But in Scary Movie, it was the character that they make. The cop ki- was the killer. The cop was the killer. Who's like this like doofy, bumbling cop. Yeah. Who's I like, mean, I they're guess- making fun of people with um disabilities neurodiversities yeah um, when they should just be making fun of cops making fun of cops right it's right cops there you're the so only, close yeah cops are the fucking losers uh and then at the end have you never seen scary movie oh not like literally since probably 2004 oh, yeah me neither though i don't remember anything about you it you remember it was I always on the tv jizz explosion ghost jizz yeah no 
Persinges? It was on the TV all the time, so I have seen, like, clips. Doesn't a girl, like, hit the ceiling because it's, like... Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. (laughs) Anna. uh, With dark hair. Friend of the cast. Just kidding. She's probably problematic, too. I don't know. I mean, at least she's not married to Chris Pratt At least she got out of the Chris Pratt (laughs) trap. That's true. I don't know. I remember the jizz scene. Uh, Yeah, they're having... So, like, the... She's, like, Sydney character, and then the guy who's in... uh, House of Wax. Is it him? I think it might be him. Which one? Maybe I'm confusing white guys, but... Um, I mean, they all... The goofy like friend with the sideways hat from Ooh, House of Wax yeah, is playing the Billy name. character, and when they have sex, it's been so long that she, like, he explodes, and she's stuck to the ceiling. Oh, that's gross. It's so gross. Okay, let's see who we got in Scary Movie. This- this is Bobby. Yeah, guy. that yeah. guy. Oh, and hello. Molly we're Williams. making a another IMDb excursion. I can't help it. Live on air. It's fine. Go to that guy's IMDb page. I want to know okay, if it's him. I think name it is. is John Abraham. So <laughs> he. What's he up to? Remember sideways, sideways hat man from House of Wax. Everybody, do you remember? Yes, his name was like Dylan or Duncan Dar- Darvin. <laughs> Darwin. <laughs> it was definitely Darwin. That sounds right. What year was that? 2000. And then something. something. It could be another guy who looks just no, like him. Dalton. It's Dalton. <gasps> Dalton. House of Wax. Wow. I'm I'm Your impressed with myself that my brain did that. Um, I couldn't remember his name, but. Oh my gosh. So I would say that Alicia Cuthbert's hair in House of Wax has some similarities with Vera Farmiga's hair. <gasps> the bad swoopy bangs. Orphan. Yeah. What the hell with those side bangs? I mean, yeah, so, like, Sydney has terrible 90s PC, like, 90s slightly Better curly than bangs. bangs. Better than side bangs. But Gail Weathers has, like, brown, like, a weird mousy brown with, her like, hair. slightly yellow highlights. And that cut is really bad. The cut is really bad. And they the make makeup, her wear, like, pink, pink, pink lips with an The makeup green, is, like, designed to not go with her hair. Yeah. It's so ugly. And the green, she's wearing like a green newswoman's outfit, and it's so bad. And green, newswoman never wear green. Because the green, green screen. screen. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, yeah this it's is not so great. Bad. And that, the like red shirt with the big, huge buttons. This what one? is happening there? Yeah. And then rounded collar. Like, I'm Oof. sorry, are you a 15th century Eep. page? Eep. Yes, she is. But, um,. I mean, can oh you, yeah, can we things. please <laughs> um, straight out, Rebecca? Poor Courtney Cox, like her hair must grow like a weed because she recovered from all these really bad haircuts She's had in a time lot of for really Friends. Bad yeah. Even in Friends, they did her kind of dirty. They never gave her the Rachel. I mean, it was always just like long. It was fine. And right? Sometimes it was really short. I think she had like a PC kind of like she had like a little bob thingy. Yeah. She had like a really short haircut at yeah. one point. And then yeah, it went down to a this bob. This is 100% the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah, no. But I had those streaks, that exact same like rusty red 90s early 2000s color for sure. But I was 10, so it looked Oh, oh it was like more appropriate. Were you so awkward and cute? Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't get awkward till after puberty. Really, I uh, was awkward always. Always. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't even remember what we were talking about. Third wave. I don't feminism. know. We're not we're really doing a great girl. job because we're I'm together, sorry. so we're just getting off on tangents. Right, more tangents than normal, but hopefully it's fun. Yeah, this is definitely not a great example of 
complex female characters. And, uh, yeah, Sydney's really not encouraging. But, I mean, I think it does a better job than a lot of them. Like, Yeah, that's true. Because Sydney does have sex. I mean, she is coerced by Billy, but she also tells Tatum earlier that she kind of wants to, even though Billy doesn't deserve her. And she right. should have gone out and found someone else to fuck. Anyone else. Literally anyone else. Randy, honestly, would no, have gotten the job done. I don't know. Why? Yicky. I don't know that she likes him, and I think that he just keeps going after her, which is also problematic. I don't know. Does he actively pursue her? In Scream Two, he's a little more creepy about okay, it. Okay, I feel like we're just talking. I'm about sorry. They're time. so they're tied in my head. Um, but the so she loses her virginity and she still survives. Like that doesn't stop her in any way. Yeah. I mean, she shouldn't have done it with because Billy made her do it. But um, still, she makes it there. She, you know what. Do it for the story. I think do it she, for the story. That's fine. I mean, you can it's talk, probably yeah, extremely traumatic. Haven't we all been there? You know. And I think that's another weird thing is like when movies leave women in positions like this and don't explore like the traumatic after effects right. that will stay with them for the rest of their lives. Like, it's. I know it's like a spoofy movie, but like your boyfriend who you just fucked the minute you found out he's a psychotic killer also raped and murdered your mom. mom yeah a year ago and has been like attempting to kill you while like gaslighting you yeah for months like i don't know do you recover from that it's a lot of no she doesn't though she never does no that's really sad it's sad yeah you're just like living in her trauma for like decades and then like you enjoy living in this trauma like it's you we love these movies they're fun like we love to watch them but then it's also sort of, like, debasing. Like, I love Last House on the Left, but, like, dude, that's such a fucked up movie. It's really fucked up. I mean, yeah, all the horror movies that we watch are, like, yeah, like, just basking in women's trauma. So, like, where do Dewey we... How forgive himself for his, his sister getting smooshed? Right. They honestly never really talk about Tatum again, which is really sad. Kind of weird. It's Dewey's, it's weird. like, sibling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, like, they eventually moved back to Woodsboro, so... Don't go back there. Don't go back. Um... Is Neil okay? No. This is really bad for Neil. Yeah, poor Neil. And then, yeah, his daughter just keeps getting attacked over and over again. And she moves, But Tim- right? Timothy Oliphant is in the second one. Ooh, I love me some nice Timothy Oliphant. Uh, he sort of has, yeah, he's chewing some scenery in there, for sure. He's the Lillard? Yeah. He's the Lillard. He's the Lillard stranger. of the group. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, this has not been like an informative or instructive episode. No, but, but I it's think been we fun. should probably cut it, right? We've <laughs> yeah, been going on a long going. time. Do you want to talk about any trivia before we cut it? I don't. I mean, here, uh, let's go to the IMDb trivia. So we love IMDb. Sydney was supposed to be played by someone also famous, but I can't remember who. Oh, hear this. When Henry Winkler mm. opens the closet, his black leather Fonzie jacket from Happy Days is hanging in it. Dumb. Hilarious. Easter eggs. Eggs in the fridge. Shut up. Eggs in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> the use of color ID increased more than threefold after the release of this film. I believe it. Did you have a color ID? No, we were poor. We had well, it was like this little, this big. We got it, like, way after everyone else had, yeah, we like, got, regular like, phones. When phones just had it in them, yeah. that's when, like, we never 
Uh, we still had the regular phone when everyone else had that, and then the call yeah, ID exactly. separate. Yeah. Yeah, I remember wanting like it was like a big deal for me to record our like family answering machine message. I never wanted to do. I it. don't know what was wrong with me. I was a sociopathic <laughs> child. <laughs> Uh, just, uh, what you else? Know, uh, it out. Give us one more and then we'll be... Okay, I'm just looking for short ones for something good. <laughs> no. But, I mean, there are no black people in this movie. Absolutely All the kids not. are rich as fuck. There's no brown people. No. There is queer representation, but it's, of course, just coded. Um, and it's not out, out and loud. Yeah, it's disappointing in a lot of ways, but mm-hmm. it, it scratches that itch, baby. It is a very good movie and is still one of my favorite, one favorite of your movies. Favorites. I could watch it over and over again. I just watched it yesterday and I could probably watch it right now and I'd be totally enthralled and happy with that. Oh my gosh, do you want to hear the list of people that auditioned to be Sydney? Yes. Melissa Joan Hart, can you even imagine? No. No. She would have. Brittany Murphy, which would have been good. That was who I was thinking about. Yeah. Alicia Witt from Urban Legend, who you'll remember as the redhead with literally no charisma. Oh, God. That would have been horrible. Melanie Linsky, who I feel has always had a pretty unfair coding in Hollywood. Who is Melanie Linsky? She's this woman. Oh! Who, like dared to be ten pounds. Overweight. She's got a round face, so of yeah, course she's fat. Everyone's like uh-huh. she's fat um, and horrible. I love her. She's in um. And then this lady. So many sh- things. Melinda Clark. <gasps> Who's, oh my god, from the OC. I remember her from a couple of episodes of Charmed um, way back in the day. I love the OC. I think she was like a, like a slutty demon. <laughs> slutty demon. Melinda love Clark. it. Hold on, we'll find out. Yeah, she was a siren. Hell yeah, slutty demon. Slutty demon. Basically, yeah, slutty demon with scales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Slutty mermaid demon. Um, well, I think that we have... I think everyone but Alicia Witt would have been okay. Been great. Uh, Melanie Linsky would have been good. Yeah, she's endearing. Reese Witherspoon was also offered the role, which I think would have been fine. Yeah. She, I don't know, she's, like, not super gritty. She oh, listen of... to this. Elizabeth Berkley auditioned for the role of Gail Weathers, but was immediately turned down because of the backlash she received for Showgirls. <gasps> wow. Are you anti-sex work, Wes Craven? Maybe. Well, it's also the producers. You know, oh my who, God, this is insane. The Weinsteins were all over this project. Yeah, nasty. This runs so deep. Okay, Brooke Shields was almost cast as Gail Weathers because Janine Garofalo turned the role down. Janine <gasps> Garofalo would have been great. Oh my god, she would have killed it. I love Janine Garofalo. I don't know if she's problematic, but like, I think she I was so great. Heard anything. You know who was on Felicity? Janine, Janine Garofalo. Mm-hmm. I loved her in Romain Michelle's High School Reunion. Yeah. Which we should also cover. For I the want, bonus yeah, theory. we could do that. I wanted to be her. Like, she was the character who I identified with the most. Oh, Rebecca Gayhart was also almost Tatum. Hmm. Mm. It would have been a different energy for sure. But she can be unhinged and, like, funny and crazy. Yeah, she's proved herself she's proved is it. insane. Let's do Jawbreaker. I love Jawbreaker. It's all, again, like extremely traumatic for young girls. <laughs> right, yeah. And yeah, talk. And Rose McGowan pops up again. She's everywhere. She is everywhere. She does a great job in that role, too. Oh, Seth Green auditioned for the role of Randy. Give it to Seth Green, God, my yeah. guy. He would have. Randy heck? would have been great. He, they probably would have kept him around for the sequel if it was. Seth oh my God, Green. Chloe Sevigny auditioned to be in it. Is she old enough? I always think of Chloe Sevigny as she's like actually four like years old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but she's. 
Okay, that's enough of this. We're done. This goes on for like many pages. Uh, uh, so uh, we're on Instagram at spooky succubus underscore cast, and we're on Patreon at patreon.com slash spooky succubus cast. And if you think our tiers are too expensive or anything, and you think you could afford like a lower tier, you need something else, or what we're offering isn't working for you, just let us know. We'll yeah, fix it. I'll fix it. I don't care. Um, I'd say this week we should fuck middle class feminism, middle class white feminism. Yeah, fuck McMansions. Fuck mi- Oh my god, those houses were fuck gorgeous. Fuck literally and- every set of curtains in this movie. It's rough times. Um... Fuck toxic masculinity. Yeah, and the exceptionalism Fuck. that makes boys socialized in capitalism think that they can do things Do like whatever this. they want. Fuck, like, coding characters as gay without actually giving us a gay Let character. Gay. Let Stu and Billy be in love. And they would have been so cute. Cute. But that's I mean, all. I don't want to fetishize anyone, but they would have been adorable. Yeah, it would have been like, um... So sexy. What's that fucking guy... The murderer that had, like, a little... His little, like, murdering boyfriend. I think his oddest tool and... Oh, Henry... Henry, Whatever, you guys know. Or you don't. You do or you don't. (laughs) Henry Lee Lucas. Henry Lee Lucas. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes, you and Billy are Henry Lee Lucas and oddest tool. But, like, the hot version. Yeah, because they... The hot young version. They were not hot men. Nope. No. They looked bad. Um... as always fuck white supremacism being the basis and in the back corner and in the back of the mind of every person making horror movies where they exclude the black and BIPOC experience uh-huh. so that's always there and it happened here and it's fucked up uh yeah there's not a brown or black person to be found literally so. not even in like any role anywhere yeah not even like in the background at least an orphan we had sister abigail C.H. Pounder. I thought it was C.C.H. Oh, C.C.H. Shush. Pounder. (laughs) Uh, What else you got? The end. That's it. I thought I wrote down a racist line, but I forgot it. I think that the whole movie was pretty racist. Yeah, we're there. Um, Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.